Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What up? Welcome in. The Monday podcast is up. I'm glad that you downloaded it. We got a lot to get to. Steve Palazzolo is going to join us, Senior Analyst for Pro Football Focus. John Middlecoff, our buddy who's got his own podcast. It's a great one called Three and Out. And then uh, Jeff Schwartz has got his own podcast. The Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You podcast. So all football, all the time. I think the question is, the Chiefs won it, okay? And they they made plays. But didn't the Niners lose it? Let's get to it. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Farmers Insurance. Who knows a thing or two about how to save a buck or two when you... Bundle home and auto. So visit farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS and get a quote today. We are farmers. Welcome, 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 welcome in. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, the champions of the NFL. And I guess you could say world champions, right? We used to say that in the NBA. Do you guys remember that? You used to always say world champions, and then you realize it's not the world championship in our egocentric way, even though we know NBA teams are better than any other team in the world. We still kind of assumed we were world champions. Nonetheless, there are no other professional football leagues of the level of the NFL. They are the world champions. 
Congratulations to Kansas City. You can go from the laughing stock of the Midwest, a team that found a way to lose playoff games they should rightfully win, to champions. I'm not sure the better team actually won, but they won the game. And by better team, I mean top to bottom. On the other hand, I will point out that while everyone is falling in love with Pat Mahomes, I don't think he played all that well. Don't think he was the MVP, even though he was voted as the MVP. And he won because, well, frankly, Chris Jones made a couple incredible deflections. The defense got stops. Damian Williams made plays. And oh, yeah, by the way, he made two remarkable throws to two wide open wide receivers. Pat Mahomes didn't play great, but he did play great when greatness was called upon. That's called competitive greatness. The game almost played out as I had predicted it would, which was which would be, hey, they'd get to him and they'd cause turnovers. All you got to do is hit a guy once or twice, cause a fumble. There was a fumble. He recovered it. You hit him. Then he threw a pick. You get him a little off time, off rhythm. He looked like Aaron. It was a lot of, if you remember how Aaron Rodgers looked in the first half against the Niners in the AFC NFC championship game. That's how Pat Mahomes looked through three quarters. But while everyone else is telling you, man, Kansas City, offense, come back. I got to tell you, I don't think that's where the game was lost. The Chiefs won the game, but the Niners lost the game as well. 13 plays, nine passes. Last three possessions, up 10. Punt, punt, turnover on downs, interception. And Kyle Shanahan now, now has the badge of honor as he's the one play caller to lose two previously seen as possibly insurmountable leads in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. It wasn't that they didn't possess the football, they did, but 2.8 yards per play, 49 yards total on those last four drives. And look, it's not all his fault. Garoppolo missed what was an explosive play, an absolute touchdown, and it wasn't like he missed by that much. It wasn't close. There were a couple of deflections, three, in fact, by Chris Jones, two which were just batted down. The other one was just touched enough where the ball was almost interception. All three fell incomplete. Those are three massive, massive plays. But if we're going to give Kyle Shanahan credit or a substantial portion of the credit for play calling, which led them to the Super Bowl and gave them the lead in the Super Bowl, well, then he has to have the blame for not calling a timeout before getting the ball back at the end of the first half, mismanaging the clock, and the bizarre play calling in the fourth quarter. I I get it. You can't run the ball when there's 10 guys at the line of scrimmage. I understand. Some of that is Jimmy G. You know, there was a second down where, like, you could see 10 guys right there in the box, it seemed like. Jimmy G's got to check out of it. But, you know, 11.50 to go in the fourth quarter. You have the ball up 10 points. You have the ball up 10 points. You're on first down. You rush for six yards. And after that, 
Kind of went to hell in a handbasket. They picked off Pat Mahomes for the second time with 11.57 to go. We can sit here and say Mahomes won the game, and I guess he did. By the way, if you want to watch it, it's on right. The point I'm talking about right now is on the NFL Network. Second and four. Second and four. They roll out. He hits Kittle over the middle. Now the clock is rolling. Now they're now they're moving it. And part of this, frankly, is the problem with Garoppolo, which to me is similar to Virginia basketball, right? When you win with your system, sometimes the players inherently believe you don't trust them and they lose confidence. Then when you don't show confidence by letting a guy have the full allotment of plays and try and score before the half, the same thing occurs. I'm watching. First and 10, 10 guys to the line of scrimmage. 10. It's not necessarily the run-to-pass ratio. It's Jimmy's got to look up and go, wait, hold on. We got to check out of this bad boy. Check out of this bad boy. Here is Kyle Shanahan on the Chiefs' comeback. That's how that team is. The team doesn't just do it every single drive, um, but you know it's a matter of time. And, you know, they got a lot of plays. You know, we didn't convert those third downs there in the fourth quarter. And when you don't convert those third downs and you don't get an explosive run, um, you end up giving them too many chances. Look, if he knows that they're an explosive team, if we all know that they can score that quickly, why the hell do they sit on the ball and not get the full allotment of time? They had a chance to flip the game. This is the best thing the Patriots do. The best thing the Patriots do is they score before the half, they get the ball back after the half. That's what they do. And the Niners played not to lose. Until they finally got a chance and gave Jimmy G the opportunity to throw the ball deep on third down, and Garoppolo, the moment was too big for him. He wasn't Mahomes. Nor has he ever been Mahomes. But some of that could have been marginalized had you believed in him early in the game. You can't call plays and dodge moments where you're going to put your quarterback under pressure all year long and then expect him in the fourth quarter on third down to come through with a game-winning throw. That's an unrealistic expectation. The reason the Chiefs were able to believe in Pat Mahomes was they turned the thing over to Pat Mahomes a long time ago. And there was never a moment in which you thought from body language to play calling that they believed that he couldn't pull them through. Well, that was a coaching loss and a coaching win for Andy Reid. God, it almost played out perfectly. And, and look, the 21 unanswered and winning as by as big a margin as they did, we all know the game wasn't that big of a blowout, right? It was a one possession, one play here, one play there game. I didn't think the pass interference was a good call before the half. I thought they missed one on Kansas City. I thought they missed some holds as well on both teams. I did think that the, the pass interference call on Kittle, whether or not he got out of bounds or not, I did think, I mean, that's a game-changing call. Cannot underestimate how big it was. And I do credit Kansas City with going to no huddle, something they probably should have done earlier, 
which does tire the other team out, which does keep the other team. But even that, now look, the great, the best throw of the game by Mahomes was on third and fifteen because they continue to get home and they almost got him on that play. I, I I thought San Francisco had a magnificent game plan. I thought for the most part they executed that game plan, but the conservative nature at the end of the first half, the inability for Garoppolo to check them out of the runs, and then look when they get the ball back down three. Or down four, excuse me. And they're driving the football. Their first play was a run for 17 yards. Do you know they never ran the football again? It's like you run it the whole first half. You don't run it most of the second half. Then you do run it when it's clear passing situation, but you got all three timeouts and then you don't ever run it again. In fairness to Kyle Shanahan, I don't think he, nobody thinks he had the better quarterback. And I don't think they had the better wide receivers. On the other hand, Kyle Shanahan is now responsible for two of the most remarkable collapses in the fourth quarter in Super Bowl history. And he's going to have to own that. And the way it works with your past is you either live to learn from it or you blame other people and you repeat it. And that's what the Super Bowl was about. It's a great game. It was a great game. It's a really, really good football game. I thought it was a really good broadcast. I thought the halftime, I want to go to the halftime show. I, I thought a lot of it was great. Um, coming up next, what Mahomes did yesterday and through the playoffs showed exactly why he's in a different class than his peers. What did he do? You'll find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to. Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could. Maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. Cool. Like, that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Now look, um, there's a lot going on today with the Pat Mahomes love. Rightfully so. He's only been a starter for two years. He reached the AFC Championship game with a bad defense. He won a Super Bowl with a marginally improved defense that stepped up and made plays. And I thought Steve Spagnuolo made some adjustments and they competed their butts off. So Pat Mahomes through three years in the league was a backup, started one game and then a starter and an MVP and now a Super Bowl champion. That's remarkable stuff. Um, I do not believe he played well, most of the game. You know, I just watched their first touchdown, which, you know, 6.30 to go is third and 10, and he threw, threw a great ball to Kittle, which was called pass interference. The defender didn't turn around. I, I didn't, it was a well-thrown ball, but it's like, let's be honest, he hit on two or three throws the entire night. That's really all. When, when, if, when you go back and look, okay, when you go back and look, Tom Brady was similar in his first Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger had the lowest QBR of any, uh, had the, of any winning quarterback in the, in the history of the Super Bowl. And that only surpassed John Elway when he won his first Super Bowl. But young quarterbacks often don't perform all that well. Hell, Tom Brady, when he lost, when he beat the Falcons, the first, the first uh, three quarters, he was terrible. And in the fourth quarter, when greatness was needed, he was able to dial it up. 
I'm not going to sit here and convince you that Pat Mahomes was great yesterday. By anyone's estimation, if you've seen Pat Mahomes, you're like, that's not vintage Pat Mahomes. But the difference between Mahomes and his contemporaries, Lamar, younger, but similar in terms of level of experience. Dak, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, even Jimmy Garoppolo, is he made those throws when others did not. Can you play well when you're not playing well? Pat Mahomes was 5-0 and when trailing by double digits this season, including 3-0 and in the postseason. He is the first quarterback in NFL history to, to have three double-digit quarter, uh, comebacks in a single postseason. Now, part of that is probably his time at Texas Tech where they were down double digits a bunch and they just spread you out and threw it. Part of it is the explosive nature of this team and that they're better in those throw first, throw second, throw third opportunities. And part of it is that guy's just special. I didn't think he was the MVP. Thought you should have given it to Damian Williams. You could have given it to Chris Jones because of the level of importance in the plays in which he made. Plus, they started stopping the run in the second half. But I do understand that at some point, he stepped up and he made either the throw to Tyreek Hill, which was late and a little bit short. Part of it is Tyreek Hill is just a freak. And Jimmy Garoppolo didn't. Right? He made the plays. The other guy didn't. Here's Pat Mahomes. Credit to all my teammates. I mean, honestly, just for them to, to believe in me after how I was playing in the third quarter and believe that I'm going to go out there and keep fighting and keep, and keep throwing it no matter what, and, them got, and those guys were making plays. This is Andy Reid on his quarterback. He did a great job. He, uh, he kept firing. That's what he did. So the guys around him just believed in him. I mean, it was uh, – we all did. I mean, all the coaches likewise. Pretty awesome stuff. It's a good football game. Good football game, you know? Look, I, I'm watching the San Francisco 49ers on their next drive after being up, uh, what was it, up three points. Second down, they ran the ball right into the line of scrimmage. Jimmy did not check them out of a run when it was obvious he should have th- he, he thrown the football. Third down, he didn't see the blitz. They, they got overloaded on one side, and he couldn't get rid of the football quick enough, even though... George Kittle was wide open, wide open. This is on Garoppolo on many reasons. He he misread. I'm watching the play. Kittle is wide open for the first down, and he misses him. Garoppolo wasn't good enough. Pat Mahomes was. Period. Stop. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Steve Palazzolo joins us, senior analyst for Pro Football Focus. Steve, let me let me ask you, um, where do you lay the biggest portion of the blame for the Niners? Uh, man, is everybody killing Kyle Shanahan today for game management and everything? I mean, I, I think with Shanahan, it wasn't so much the fourth quarter stuff, which I think has been discussed. It was more in the coaching matchup. Shanahan versus Reed. Reed made a whole bunch of good moves, fourth and one decisions, fourth, you know, go for it decisions to, to score touchdowns. And, and I think Shanahan overall was conservative. I don't hate the fourth quarter play calling all that much. It was more end of the first half, leaving a possession on the table. Um, they just didn't have the margin of error for that George Kittle, um, questionable or not, offensive pass interference. They just they couldn't. They didn't have enough time to, to recover from that. 
And then field goal decisions, when you have to score touchdowns against the Chiefs. It's like the last 20 years facing the New England Patriots, you can't play conservative and settle for field goals. I mean, the Chiefs are at that level. You cannot play for field goals. If you have fourth and two, you have fourth and one, you have to go for it and keep the pressure on and score as many points as possible. So I think overall, game flow-wise, that was not great for the 49ers. All that said, Shanahan did call Jimmy Garoppolo, made him look good for a while, and then Jimmy G kind of really struggled at the end. So combination, quarterback and head coach getting the blame yeah look um I, I was just i'm like the game's on right now on the nfl network i was just watching big third and five when they're up three right uh well first second and five when they're up 10 and they they run the ball like right into the line of scrimmage he did not check them right. out of what was should have obviously been a pass then the next yep. possession third and five and he misses kittle instead waits a second longer gets hit and throws an air and throw you know no then bad. he you know and yep. then he then you know on the on the on the explosive play you know, he misses a, a surefire touchdown. Like, I, I, I agree with you on all aspects of Shanahan um, in terms of, uh, especially end of first half. I think everybody agrees with, with that. But I, I just think Garoppolo's not good enough or wasn't good enough yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Garoppolo's got to make better throws, but I think, you know, Shanahan also showed, as everybody keeps saying too, showed what he thought about Garoppolo. Like, he, we all know, we all knew what Jimmy G was going into the game. You know, we know what Jared Goff is going into a game. Both of those guys are, um, you know, have been well protected by a play action heavy scheme, a really well designed scheme. So that's why it's like, from a game management standpoint, you can kind of blame Shanahan, but you also have to give him credit for getting Jimmy G to a point where he was 18 of 21. And he did make some nice throws early on. He had probably the best throw of the game to Kittle that was negated. It's it still count. I mean, it, it still happened. You know, he made a great throw, Jimmy G, but, um, you know, they had him protected to a certain point. And when you lose flow of the game and before you know it, it's like, hey, we got to drop back pass and, you know, just chuck it around the yard. It's, it's obviously a lot more difficult to uh, to trust Jimmy with the game on the line. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Steve Palazzolo is a senior analyst for Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. Also check out Pro Football Focus for the best in-depth analysis leading up to the NFL draft. Um, it was not vintage Mahomes in, in any way, right? Uh, but, you know, competitive greatness, can you be great when greatness is called upon? I would say that's a better characterization of how he played. Fair? Yeah, it's very fair. I mean, look, Tom Tom Brady, I still think, is is the greatest of all time. I think most people do agree with that because of all of the very many ways that he has come through in the end. He's had games where he's dominated from start to finish. He's had games where he struggled at first and then came through it in the fourth quarter. This was... One of those games for Mahomes, I was really surprised at how rushed and rattled he looked and was playing. I mean, even he he had two fumbles, both of which, neither of which cost them. One of them cost him a first down, but they didn't lose the fumbles. He had the bad interception. He also threw the ball directly to Quan Alexander on a throwaway for no reason, and that was dropped. I mean, people forget about that play as well. I had not seen Mahomes play like that, honestly, since Texas Tech. I mean, there were... There were plays in there yesterday that he that he that he, he did the same thing in college, and that was why he wasn't this consensus number one overall pick. Let's not have revisionist history here. Not every it's not like everybody knew Mahomes was going to be this great because he had these issues at Texas Tech. He just he's he's been hiding them for the last two years in the NFL. They crept back up for three quarters, but I got to give him a ton of credit for game on the line, third and fifteen, making the play, hitting Sammy Watkins in stride down the sideline, picking up yards with his legs. It is amazing to me that the Chiefs, 
on a bad day for Mahomes outside of a few plays can still score 31 points. I yeah. think that's the scary thing for the NFL. They accidentally scored 31 last night. Um, you Speaking of Sammy Watkins, he just fried Richard Sherman. Um, yeah. How much of Sherman is on reputation? Um, I don't think it's reputation. I think he's awesome at, at what he does. He graded extremely well for us. Um, I know that he, calling him a cover three corner is like this big knock. Oh, he's his own corner. But, you know, they play 75% zone. It's what they do. He's awesome at it. Um, we have seen him in man coverage the last two weeks get torched the last two games, Devontae Adams and, and, uh, and Sammy Watkins. It's kind of the nature of the cornerback position. You know, all eyes are on you when you get beat, and that's, that's Sherman. Uh, these last couple weeks, but he hadn't given up. He'd given up three deep completions over the last two years, and and he had those two big ones over the last couple games. So I think it was more of a rarity going up against, um, you know, Watkins, who is always has the potential to be pretty good, and Devontae Adams a couple weeks ago, who uh, uh, who is awesome. So I think Sherm's still really really good, but it's just the nature of the position you're gonna. Have. Just like Mahomes is going to misread a linebacker and throw a pick at corner, you're, you're going to be, get beat sometimes. Yeah, I think the Mahomes thing, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers looked rattled in the first half against the same team. I think it's the, yeah. the speed, the, the overall speed of that pass rush is unlike most any other team you're going to face in the NFL. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure he ever really adjusted. Like, even the throw to Tyreek Hill was, was off um, because he had to, you know, avoid and get rid of it because of pressure, right? So right. I, I, I do think that we got to give the Niners credit. That's what they do is they force you to look that, that bad. Don't believe me. That's what they've done to all three playoff teams. That's what they did to most of the league, especially when they're running the football, football well. Okay, what about the challenges of getting back to this place? Let's start with the Niners. We've seen pretty much everybody except for the Patriots lose the Super Bowl and really struggle the next year. What, what are the challenges that are in front of them? I just think it's the depth of the NFC. I mean, look, at it's been a new team in the NFC every year since the Seahawks went back-to-back in 13 and 14, and all the teams have kind of come out of nowhere. Like Eagles came out of nowhere in 17. The Rams, you know, built up to their 18 run. The, the Falcons were a flash in the pan in 2016, essentially. The Panthers, same thing in 2015. The NFC is just so loaded. There's, you know, there's good, not great quarterback play, so I think, the NFC is just tough. I mean, the 49ers have to go back to the drawing board, try to duplicate the same season in the same division as, you know, Russell Wilson, an ascending Arizona Cardinals team. You know, it's just it's difficult out um, in the NFC. So for the Niners, uh, that's the challenge, right? Shanahan has a great scheme. He's always really good as a, as a play caller. He needs to, you know, continue to stay ahead of the game. The defense made the biggest leap of any defense in the NFL, just like the Bears regressed. Uh, from you know their perch last year, I mean, there's going to be regression for the 49ers defense. I think that's the biggest challenge in duplicating. And you know, you don't have a Mahomes to carry you. You have Jimmy G, who who obviously needs some help when you know all's on his shoulders. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Steve Palazzolo joins us. He's a senior analyst for Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter at pff underscore Steve. The Chiefs came out uh, before the game and said, like, hey, next 12 to 15 months, you can expect. Uh, an extension with Mahomes. That means not this year. They want to get it maybe on this year's books, but at the end of the season, I would say, isn't that the biggest challenge for them is, hey, they know they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to pay him more than anybody else in the league, and they got to figure out how to keep most of this team together in spite of the fact that their bill for quarterback is going to go way up. Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think teams can handle it, and we just saw Russell Wilson get paid and you know, I think it just it hurts a little bit with your middle class free agents, the place where a team like New England has done really well. Your Kyle Van Noy's 
so to speak, your Dante Hightower extensions, right? You can you can spend a little bit of money on some of those veterans that, that can help and kind of round out a roster. I think that's the big challenge for Kansas City when you have big money that's eventually going to be sent to Mahomes. You have to draft really, you know, really well, and you don't, teams don't draft well. There's no teams that just draft well every year. I mean, it's like a 50-50 hit rate for every team over the course of history. So you hope it's, you know, 60-40 during those couple years uh, where Mahomes really, you know, taking up a big chunk of the cap. So I uh, have to draft a little bit more efficiently and really, uh, really hit on any sort of free agent uh, acquisitions because, yeah, it's, you just lose a little bit of that flexibility when Mahomes is picking up so much of the cap. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. A lot of conversations about Tom Brady. Of course, there was the really kind of cryptic IG. Was he walking in? Was he walking out? It's kind of it was like, what color is the dress, right? Blue or yellow uh, sort, <laughs> sort of deal. Then we find out now it's just a Hulu ad. Still, it leads us to wonder, you know, what, what's he going to do? Based upon pro football focus's analysis, how good was Tom Brady this year? All I know is I want his marketing team. That was incredible. They had him buzzing for, for three days. But um, I, he, we had him as the number 12 overall quarterback in the NFL, despite putting up stats that probably ranked in the 20s by most numbers. And I think our way of doing that is saying, look, we isolate the quarterback's role here. If a quarterback grades better than his stats, something was wrong. Play calling, uh, playmakers, not get, the guys get not getting open enough, interception locker, touchdown luck, you know, whatever it might have been. So I thought Brady played uh, better than maybe the stats would have showed. The other issue, though, is his best games were his first three games when he had Antonio out there, when he had Josh Gordon for a little bit, right? So um, I do think he's still capable of making all the throws he needs to make. He was a little bit off with his accuracy. He definitely regressed a little bit this year. But if you can surround him with guys that can go up and get the ball, that can get open, some speed, it may have been the slowest offense in the entire NFL Last year, it just looked slow, especially compared to Kansas City running up and down the field. If you can surround Brady with good playmakers, he's still capable of producing. And I think, you know, if he goes back to New England and they can build that team around him, I mean, I think they're still very much right in the mix, even at 43 years old for Brady. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Steve Palazzolo is a senior analyst for Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. Um, Okay, I got. I have one more quarterback question. Dak Prescott. Uh, story out of Ca- Dallas is they're going to franchise tag him as they continue to try and negotiate a long-term contract. Uh, gross stats, number one offense in the NFL, but we saw that team fail to beat any of the good teams that they played. Based upon your guys' analysis, where does Dak Prescott fall? Yeah, so I think Dak, at, at a macro level, is in that middle tier of quarterbacks. And, it, you know, it's kind of like, what's the middle class in America? You know how that, you've got that wide range. What's the middle tier of quarterbacks right. in, uh, in the NFL? It could be the sixth quarterback through number 20. But I think he's in that class of quarterbacks where if you get the right ecosystem, much like what I was just saying about Brady, you have that Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. If they can get a tight end in there, bring Cooper back, um, he could put up big numbers like he did this year. I think they just had a little bit of bad luck this year as far as the wins and losses fell. Um, so I think they have a good chance to bounce back. I think Dak is a guy that you can trust um, if you build around him can execute a high-level offense. I think Kellen Moore was a big part of that. I like the fact that Kellen Moore's back as long as McCarthy trusts him. So I like the fact that they're going to bring him back, even if it is on the one-year deal, to see you know see what it looks like. He's a guy you can win with. I don't think he's in that carry the team Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, you know now Lamar probably type of level, but. 
I do think um, it's probably the right move for Dallas, and you can extract good passing production and production overall out of Dak. So um, just got to get those pieces around him. Steve, great stuff. You guys at Pro Football Focus are uh, are amazing. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, and I guess enjoy the offseason, although now the hard work for the draft begins. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. All right, thanks, Doug. It's, uh, it's team-building season, so love it. Nice. Steve Palazzolo. Uh, make sure you go to Pro Football Focus. They get the best in-depth analysis of the NFL draft, and they just they don't carry any bias. They're like, look, stats, kind of like uh, the halftime show is that Jimmy Johnson say, the hips don't lie, the stats don't lie. Stats don't lie. Just one little note on the, si- on the uh, halftime show. Uh, a family friend, an older lady, said... I'm not, I didn't say I didn't like it, but it feels like porn. Okay. That's what she said about the halftime show. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here telling you I'm a big porn guy, right? Like I can't identify stars, but I have watched an adult flick a time or two in my life. And let me just tell you, if you thought that was porn, you're actually uh, clearing yourself as somebody who's ever watched porn. Ladies, they're 43 and 50. Okay. A guy's 43 and 50, moving around like, I don't care if they're lip syncing. It's a good show. It's a good show. Yes. What age demographic was this person? Because this is a legitimate question. She was older. She was probably 50s, maybe 60. Okay. I definitely think it was more age regarding that as a... Yeah, but those shows are supposed to be for women. Like, look, the halftime show, if guys like it, cool, but it's not really, it's for everyone who's not a football fan. That's what the halftime show is for. Right. I So the group of people that I was with, the they were probably between mid-30s to early-40s. Yes. That age group didn't have a problem with it. Just didn't know any of the songs, just because... I mean, a little bit of uh, no. They, are, Lopez. they they actually liked it. Like they were. Yeah, it was like look, right. it, it felt like a felt like a show that belonged to the Miami Super Bowl. But anyone above that age felt nah. like they had slightly a problem with it. Nah, I I think most. I'm I'm speaking specifically for the people that I was with. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Which falls in line with that person that you just referenced. They fall into the same age demographic. Uh, I thought I thought I I think Bud Light Bud Light Seltzer. Going male white or white claw, I thought that was a bigger, I thought that was a bigger deal, bigger thing. You know, my wife's not big on Twitter, but she did have a great tweet last night where she's like, ah, I get it, Bud Light Seltzer. So a guy doesn't have to grab a uh, white claw, right? That, that's, I was, I was like, that's really funny. It's really funny. Very funny. So I thought that was, you know, there was a couple ads that were really good. The best one was the pack the cow one. That was that was the absolute best, best best one, outstanding. Um, you know, the first the NFL 100 ad was spectacular, and then they brought it into you know live a live ad that was amazing. There's a couple others that were really good. Anyway, the Chiefs were happy to see the 49ers start throwing the football. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. 
Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to get you caught up on stories of the day, headlines, and you know we do so by playing a game. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Make 2020 your year. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Isaac Lowenkron, what's the game today? All right. Uh, what do you got in mind there, Ramos? Big deal, little deal, no deal. 
Kansas City Chiefs defensive lineman Frank Clark talking about 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo after winning the Super Bowl last night and told our Peter Schrager, you paying the guy $140 million, $130 million, whatever he's getting paid, man, he's got to throw the ball. Obviously, he didn't do that. They threw for about 200 yards on checkdowns that ain't enough to win a game against us, unquote. Chiefs defensive lineman Frank Clark's comments about Jimmy Garoppolo. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? It's no deal. There are very few checkdowns. They, they were conservative at times. Very few checkdowns. Like, look, they, they tried to hit a big one. He missed. I thought he missed. Uh, uh, he missed. Uh, what's the tight end? Why am I? Uh, George Kittle in the first half, in the second half, on a big third down. Um. But it, well, he wasn't Alex Smith in it. He wasn't dumping it off. He probably should have dumped it off to his running back. Do I think that if you're going to pay a guy that much, he needs to be able to carry a team? Yes. So I think it's a little deal because everybody agrees with him. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's a big deal because the truth is it wasn't checkdowns per se. They tried to throw the ball in the second half. They just didn't have a lot of success. On the other side, Patrick Mahomes. Remember, at the very end of the game, he took three straight kneel downs, losing a total of 15 yards. Well, those seemingly innocent kneel downs wound up costing betters the over on his total rushing yards of 36.5. He was at 44 yards, and because of the three kneel downs, he finished with a net of 29. Is that a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? Obviously, it's a big deal if you had money on that. Prop bets are not, those aren't, people don't make a lot of money on prop bets. That's why they limit how much you can wager on them. Prop bets are fun. They're great for radio conversation, right? But in truth, it's not like not like somebody lost a million dollars in a prop bet because he took a knee. So it's a very little deal. Meanwhile, after the game, Teron Matthew, newly crowned Super Bowl champion of the Kansas City Chiefs, he had some comments about the 49ers offense as well, saying we were grateful they got out of the run and started to throw the ball. The 49ers game plan strategy from the perspective of Tyron Matthew. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? Big deal. I thought I thought that everyone's look, the 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 two previous the two drives when they had the 10-point lead and the three-point lead, I thought there was a not only a bad run pass mix. I actually put a lot of it on Garoppolo. Garoppolo should have checked out of a couple of the runs. Uh, he should have checked out a couple of the runs, and he missed the throws. He threw it to the wrong guy. Uh, so I, I put that on him. But the last drive, which ended in a uh, when they when they turned around on downs, right? Mm-hmm. He missed the throw on third down. They ran the ball once. Had had all three timeouts. Had the two minute warning. They ran the football once. And then they never ran it again. Yeah, that that is where he's absolutely right. That is where Kyle Shanahan got too caught up in the moment. And maybe he's used to Matt Ryan. Maybe he's, I, you know, I mean, look at all the quarterback. He hasn't had the best quarterbacks in the world, but he went. He he didn't. I he did not play to the strength of his team. Did not play the strength of the game. Yeah, really good gain on first down of that drive by Mostert. And finally, Super Bowl Fifty Four, the tenth most watched Super Bowl of all time, with approximately a hundred and two million average viewers across all platforms. So ninety nine point nine million on TV, a hundred and two total across all platforms like streaming, and that was up from last year. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? 
I think it's a little deal. I, I think what's amazing is uh, 250 million people don't watch the Super Bowl. Uh, wh- what were you guys doing yesterday? Like, I get there's, there, there's that guy's like, I want to go out and, you know, nobody's out. Everybody's at a party. What were you doing? And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, we got more football to talk about. There's one very important um, relationship in yesterday's game, which might might not ever be the same. Might not ever be the same. I'll tell you what that relationship is next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the sunny, although cool and brisk, city of angels. And it's brought to you by Farmers Insurance, who knows a thing or two about how to save a buck or two when you bundle home and auto. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, man. Um, I enjoyed watching the Super Bowl. Great deal. Did you guys enjoy it? Ramos? I, how'd you enjoy watching the Super Bowl? I did. I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Uh, music, how about you? Uh, very entertained. Yeah, I thought now, it was a, a good to great game, but not one of the all-time great Super Bowls. Okay. I don't know. I'm like, you're you're spoiled. You're, oh, completely. We talked about this at the end of last week. You're a spoiled 20-something-year-old. Yep. You really are. <laughs> 22 okay. and alive. I mean, go back and look at how awful most of the games are. 91, I think was, was the Giants-Bills. That was like the only close Super Bowl of my childhood. Oh, that was it. That uh, was, it sucks to be you. It, well, not anymore. Now every Super Bowl I get is a good one, right? That was a good football game. Um, I like I like the Kansas City ran option football. I like the the spin move, which I guess Eric Bieniemy saw. That's old sing, that's single wing, by the way. That's the first ever offense. Do people know? I I don't know if people understand it. And this is why I love that I played football as a kid. We ran some single wing my first couple years of playing football, and single wing is where the names of the positions come from. I don't know if you realize this, but quarterback was only quarter of the way back. Halfback would be, you guessed it, half the way back. The fullback was the guy all the way back. Why is that? Fullback. They used to have a full house backfield, right? Just like that play. They didn't need the little, you know, temptation spin, but it was to deceive you from the fact that they all stepped to the right, which allowed for the direct snap. Still, that single-wing football, which apparently they saw in like uh, some film in 1946 or something, and you could see it side by side. It's pretty cool. Really cool. The play kind of worked. It was just a great run by Damian Williams. I thought Damian Williams should have been the MVP. He found the end zone. He made plays. There's a couple times when he caught the ball, and he got far more yardage than he should have. That and another important Kansas City Chief in 15 minutes. L- let me... Let me get to the shrapnel of what's left with the San Francisco 49ers. Look, they're not in that game. They're not competitive in that game, if not for Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt last year. Right? Who are their two best players? Debo Samuel on offense, just a monster, and Nick Bosa on defense. They all, they had they might have been able to draft Debo Samuel at the end of the first round or middle of the first round. They wouldn't have taken him there. They only got Nick Bosa because they stunk at the end of the year because Garoppolo got hurt. And those two are still under rookie contracts, so they're fine. The offensive line, pretty good. Could be a little bit better. Uh, they'll have some contract issues. They already paid Garoppolo, though, so they have cost certainty there. But there are certain things that can trust is a really, really hard thing to rebuild. Trust. Right? It's a hard thing to rebuild in any relationship. 
And trust isn't something you can say, hey, trust me, right? Trust is something that you have to display. And when they could have gotten the ball back with a minute 30 and change, if they called timeout, they didn't. And then they get it back and run the football and seem to have no desire to speed things up the first two plays. You're sitting there going, this is Blake Bortles' AFC Championship game. Do you guys remember that? Let me jog your memory. This goes back two AFC Championship games ago. It's hard to remember, but Blake Bortles actually threw for 4,000 yards that year. They had just beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road, and he played maybe the best game of his life. They're leading the New England Patriots on the road. They get the ball back with 58, 59 seconds to go, and they take a knee and go to the locker room. And everybody said then they don't trust Blake Bortles. Because if you go no huddle, right, you run the ball in the first play, really, to start the clock running so that you don't give any any time back. But you go no huddle, you're going to have a pretty good chance to get at least one, if not two, first downs. Now, you do run the risk of giving Kansas City the ball, the ball back and you were getting it to half. I understand all that. and that's what, But it's not how Kyle Shanahan can take it how Kyle Shanahan wants to take it. The rest of us are like, oh. Well, he doesn't trust Garoppolo. Here's Kyle Shanahan on not using timeouts at the end of the first half. They had three timeouts. It was 10 to 10. Um, the last thing we were going to do was allow them to get the ball with three timeouts, especially with their quarterback and offensive speed, um, to go in there and score before half. Felt real good. Um, 10 to 10, especially with us starting with the ball. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't make any sense. You only had two possessions before that. You get the ball in your third possession. You're like, let's take a knee. You know, what are we doing here? Well, you know, they had their timeouts. Why are you worried about them? You can say whatever you want to say. We all know you don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. And look, this is coming from a guy who tried to convince the world, like, nah, I think they might actually try. No, they didn't. And you know why? Because he did a Garoppolo in the first half with that interception which I'm not actually sure he had both feet in bounds. Do you guys think? Because remember, he didn't secure the ball. Eh, by the time he secured the ball, it looked like his left foot up. But whatever, had he stayed in bounds, he's still running. Right? Was that Breland who got the interception? Played a really good game. Got hurt, came back in. Anyway, like, look, everyone, everyone's like, you know, like that's Garoppolo throw it to the other team. But I, I don't know how you repair that relationship. This is this is Wilson versus the Legion of Boom. Right? Like these defining moments last. They just do. I mean, look, um, oh remember Chuck Pagano when he called the uh fake punt? And he had like three guys and everybody else. And you're like, that's the worst fake punt I've ever seen. All of the Colts fans, and I'm sure many of the Colts players, lost faith in Chuck Pagano. That guy's an idiot. He didn't know what he was saying. Right? It's, hell, the, the, the president did it yesterday, last night with the tweet. Just so we're aware, okay? I do know that, that the Chiefs play in Missouri. Okay? I've spent three Big 12 tournament uh, tournaments in Kansas City, Missouri. I go every year to Kansas City 
and I host the College Basketball Hall of Fame um, induction ceremony. To be fair, there is a Kansas City campus, Kansas. Okay, it's tough side of the tracks. It's not as nice, but there is a Kansas City, Kansas. So he wasn't completely wrong. But once you say, "Hey, the folks in the great state of Kansas," you're like, "God, you sound like an idiot," right? And look, it's he's not the only one. Do you remember when um, uh, John Kerry was running for president and the Red Sox won? And he called him David Ortez. You're like, what? How does anyone not like nothing you say about sports I can ever take seriously? If you don't know David Ortiz's name or Big Poppy's name, correct? You just say things like, well, I guess it. You lack trust in them. I'm sure many of you have a friend who had too much to drink yesterday at a Super Bowl party and he said something or did something. You're like, dude, can't trust that guy with beer at a party ever. Do not give him tequila. Right? Giving him tequila is like feeding gremlins after midnight. Don't do it. That's what Shanahan essentially said about Jimmy Garoppolo. And he was kind of proven right in the second half. I was like, see, that's why I didn't trust him. I got a guy wide open and he wasn't within 10 yards. He wasn't within 10 yards. That reminded me of Kobe's air ball when he was 18 in Utah. You know, we're like, oh, play call was perfect. Passes. He's got a bow. He's like, oh my gosh, did he airmail that one? What a terrible throw. Perfect call. And he's got to be sitting there going, see, doesn't have it. Miss Kittle several times. Doesn't have it. Now the entire offseason is going to be about, all right, how do we, how do we continue to fix the offense so that we don't put him in these situations where he has to win it for us because Jimmy G can't win it for us. You win that game and you convince us that, you know what, your relationship's fine. He's very young, very early on. Now, game plan was great. Execution was great. Like, you just find, you hit that one pass. A lot like Kirk Cousins. People forget Kirk Cousins against the Saints, the two previous, they had a, they had what, a 10-point lead. And he was terrible for a couple of drives. Like, he still gets super tight and nervous. But then he hits one long throw, and they win on a, Beautiful throw, bit of a push off with Kyle Rudolph. And you're like, man, see, they trust him. He, he won against the Vikings. This is why the Super Bowl hangover for teams that lose is so real. Right? This is why. You know, Matt Ryan's never been the same. Never been the same. Cam Newton's never been the same. Look what happened to the Rams this year. Jared Goff, never been the same. Not the same. Not the same quarterback. Your expectations are raised. But the reality is, that's who he is. That's who Cam Newton is. That's who Matt Ryan is. That's who Jared Goff is. And that's now who Jimmy Garoppolo is. He's the guy who blew the 10-0 lead. He's the guy that looked rattled against the pressure. He's the guy that couldn't find George Kittle with a compass and he was wide open. He's the guy that missed a surefire touchdown at the end of the game. 
He's the guy whose head coach doesn't trust. And nothing you can say if you're Kyle Shanahan is going to change it. No, 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 we trust him. Then why didn't you let him throw? Why didn't you open it up to him, call a timeout, and give him 138 with two timeouts and the ball in a 10-10 game? Well, I was worried about, no, you're worried about Mahomes? Why? Because Mahomes is better. John Lynch, your general manager, a former defensive star, is sitting there going, timeout, timeout, timeout. Like, it's, look, this is not like, um, this is not like a grandma or grandpa who's watching their first football games going, why don't they call it timeout? Some of you had that, right? Or you had the guy next to you that only watches college football. like, I don't get this offense. It's like, why are these running the ball? Why don't you spread it out and throw it? Like, Or, you know, Super Bowl uh, party guy, you always have former D3 football player. Yeah, we used to run that play all the time. All the time. Yeah, I was the H back there, but sometimes I would shift out to wide receiver, you know, so I get a I get a linebacker on me, and then I would beat him on the inside slant. That that's he stands up, freeze it, would you? That's cover one right there. You see that's cover one? Yeah, cover one. No, this is not one of those guys. This is John freaking Lynch. Okay, who's a Hall of Famer, not in the Hall of Fame yet, but he's gonna be, right? As a player was a broadcaster and a really good one and is now the general manager, the architect of this football team. And he's standing up there going, time out, time out, time out. Why are we calling time out? Why are we calling time out? What? Time, time out. But he didn't. And now the trust bucket is empty. Pat Mahomes won the Super Bowl MVP, but is there another player who deserves way more credit? I got two names. Two names. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Sorry, football is over for now. No NFL games until September XFL. I mean, I think you'll watch some football, won't you? College hoops, NBA, trade deadline approaching. Trade deadlines this week, isn't it? This week. Right this week. Uh, now there's still the buyout market, and there's other stuff as well. But there's a lot. We got tons of stuff going on. But let, let's still we got post mortem on the NFL that'll last us, and then we get in free agency, and this is going to be a crazy kind of quarterback involved free agent year, which never happens. Might not happen. Might you know Brady might go back, Breeze might play another year, Rivers might stay. Like everybody might you know outside of Marcus Mario stay where they are, but there is the possibility of a massive shift. But as much attention as we pay to the quarterback, can I point out that Mahomes, by anyone's estimation, wasn't great. I don't even think he was up to his own caliber of being good. He hit Tyreek Hill on that big third and 15. It was a great play. Tyreek Hill was open by 10 yards, and he underthrew him. Uh, The Sammy Watkins throw was a good throw. Good throw. Sammy Watkins burn Richard Sherman and Richard Sherman was toast somewhere. Darrell Revis was, was cracking up. Right. And look, I I've defended Richard Sherman in the past because early on he talked the talk and walked the walk this time. He just talked the talk. But to me, the, the offensive player who made the most game breaking plays was Damian Williams. There are several plays in which he could have been brought down and he found a way to get first downs. He just made plays. Just made plays. From scoring touchdowns to making plays out of the backfield, catching the football, positive yards. They're not a great running team and they ran the football pretty well. Why? 
Because Damian Williams. Did he have some help from offensive line? Sure. Play calling? Sure. And then defensively, like, look, the defense won him that game. You're down 20 to 10, and they turn the football over. Pat Mahomes does. And they got two stops. Two stops. And got him to lead. It actually became four stops, right? But it was two immediately. And I thought Chris Jones was a, ma- he's a major factor as a run stopper in providing pressure. And then he had three massive deflections. Damian Williams should have been the MVP. Chris Jones had a, had a couple of massive game-breaking plays. And uh, I thought Pat Mahomes did not play particularly well. Even on the big plays, one of those two big plays, he underthrew Tyreek Hill, part of his Tyreek Hill so fast, but relatively clean pocket and didn't deliver the mail on time. It kept it from being a touchdown. But like, let's not erase how many below average plays, the two fumbles, the two interceptions that Pat Mahomes threw. He's getting credit for putting out a fire that he started. Chris Jones, by the way, is your diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough is brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds. Still looking for a Valentine's gift? Gift a half-carat total weight diamond heart pendant in your choice of yellow, white, or rose gold. Now only $299.99 at Hellsberg Diamonds. That's $400 savings. And that's how you bring home a dub. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, this is going to be fun. John Middlecoff, three now. It's the podcast, which you can download on the, pod, uh, the Heard Podcast Network. I'm guessing he has one in the can already. We'll tweet it out. Uh, John's a former NFL scout. Um, all right, let's, let's kind of go through it. What was your, what did you, how did you think the game would play out? In terms of the way it actually looked going into it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought the Niners were the better team top to bottom. I, I did not expect Patrick Mahomes to play that poorly. Uh, but just like Mike Tyson once famously said, everyone has a game plan until you get hit in the mouth. And Jimmy Ward early on in that game rocked his world. And Nick Bosa was all over him all game. I mean, the, the Niners hit you so hard. And when you get into a physical game, it, it can throw you off. But I, I think that he kind of flexed his muscles why he's the best player in the world. You know, he's definitely the best quarterback. And if you're the best quarterback, you're the best player because you impact the game. And he, and he flipped the switch, you know, those last two drives when he scored the fourth. They ended up scoring 21 unanswered, but the 14 unanswered when he kind of led the two drives was the, was the difference in the game. I mean, it, it was right there. And on the flip side, you know, you can nitpick Kyle's play calling. He, he, he has had, to me, the best play calling season of the year. Yep. Because even, I guess you could say Greg Roman, but when the playoffs started, it went the other way. Kyle didn't flinch in the two playoff games. Won both of them by a combined 34 points. Dominated pretty good teams. So it was working. They were up 20-10. to 10. You're paying a quarterback $25 million, and Jimmy's probably getting a little more heat than he probably deserves. I mean, he wasn't good, but he wasn't that bad. Wow. But he just didn't... Yeah, I mean, he was Let's go through it a little bit, okay? First... Um. Well, let's start with games 10-10. They get a stop, right? I mean, they got a stop to start the game, 
and then they get a stop. There's a stop at the, we, with a minute and 30 and change and three timeouts, and you're getting the ball to start the second half, right? You got a chance to double up here, to flip the game, as they say. And he doesn't call a timeout, and then he runs the football? Like, what do we... You got John Lynch up there going, timeout. Um, he said he didn't want to give the Chiefs the ball back with time. What were your thoughts on the end of first half decision? That was my one big red flag on Kyle was the basically just punting right there on the on the half, right? And ultimately in the first half, Andy got a couple fourth downs where historically, you know, sometimes he can be conservative. He's an old school coach in the sense that he's just an older guy. Now he's as the games change become much more aggressive that way. But this is the Super Bowl, and in 2020, you got to keep your foot on the pedal. And Kyle kind of didn't. Now, I, in fairness, I think Jimmy had him rattled a little bit. I don't Cause think because that interception. In, yeah, and just the way Jimmy was just kind of carrying himself, just conducting his passes. You didn't feel confident that at any moment he could throw a pick. Yeah. Not just beside that pick, but just going back to the earlier playoff games, that first half in Minnesota that we're a long way removed from, but that was really the only time when he had to throw in the playoffs up until this game, and he was, he was awful. So I, I think Kyle was like, we just, I can't have this guy turn the ball over, give them free points, but I, I don't think you can really think like that. You, you just got to keep the foot on the pedal, and then if that happens, Jimmy will just take all the heat. But when, when you kind of, I don't know, wave the white flag to a half, and then they kind of didn't write because it happens all the time where you're like, I'm not going to use the timeouts. We're just going to go to the halftime. And then you bust a big play, and you're like kind of get to the, you know, the 50-yard line. You're like, oh, we might as well use one now. And then the Kittle play happens. It gets back, it, then it overturned. But imagine if Kittle got overturned, right, and it had been a minute left. You would have been like, well, you still got a ton of time. And that's where I think you're kicking yourself because, Kyle – you're one of the best play callers, not just in the league we've ever seen. You can you can get you you can overcome Jimmy, and I I think that has to be an area today when he's flying home on the plane flight where he goes. I know what he said to the media, but I I would imagine he's kicking himself for that. I I think so too, and I also think that when a guy isn't playing all that well, you're not helping his self confidence. Right? It's like a guy misses a shot no, in basketball. Players know. Right, yeah. they know, and like you're looking. This like this is I remind me of Blake Bortles in the AFC Championship game. Wait, you're going to take a knee with not with 59 seconds to go in a lead? Like, what do you do? Go score. You know the Patriots are coming back, especially against this team. Yeah, where they're going to score at any moment. Mahomes can just hit two plays and score a touchdown. I mean, they can have a two play drive that goes 80 yards. What did you think of the 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 offensive pass interference to Kittle? Yeah. Well, I just think the rules when you extend your arm, they they automatically call it. I, I don't. I, I, I'm a big believer. I'd like to just let them play, but the the rule is the rule. E- even if it is ticky tack, I, I I would not have thrown it. But I, I get why it's thrown in slow motion. He extends his arm. The, the the reality, Doug, he didn't need to use his arm at all. He he was ahead he's of Sorensen. Well, they were also they they were hand fighting the whole way. Right. That that's my issue. Is like when does pass interference start? I mean, does that play get called if it's Debo and not Kittle? Just because the bigger guy, you know, jolts him back. I don't know, Debo's pretty big too, but I understand what you're. I, I get what you're saying. He did jolt him back. Some of it is is angles. Okay, so we go to the second half. Um, look, I I think you mentioned how Mahomes didn't look right. That's what happened to Aaron Rodgers against these guys. Like they're so fast and they hit you so hard, right? And they're not necessarily you're, that you're seeing ghosts. That's what well, happened to Mahomes. And, and, and Mahomes, 
isn't exactly – I know his dad played pro baseball, isn't exactly Mr. Slider. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like lowering his shoulder. Jimmy Ward's not the biggest guy, but he will hit you like a linebacker. In some of those plays where Andy's running the option, it's like, Mahomes, you got to get down, bro. And that's something just big picture. You know, he's got, he's got a little Lamar Jackson to his game. You're, you're a little reckless. And it's like, Patrick, especially once they pay you $40 million, you are way too important to every human involved with the Kansas City Chiefs to play like that. But clearly in this game, he didn't care. Now, I, I also think that the 49ers, I, they're used to playing really physical all game long and flying around at rapid speed. But I do think the Super Bowl, given the buildup to it, given the different – the, the way you're the half times longer in every play, you're probably given a little more effort than you just typically do, given the stakes that are on the line. Wore out a little bit. Yeah, a little tired. Yeah, look, that, that's fair. Um, okay, so they, they get a turnover. They're up 20 to 10. And if you, I, I just, it was just on the NFL network, so I watched it to make sure that I had like the plays. And they're, they're driving pretty it was well. Like nine, like nine minutes left, right? Or eight, nine and a half minutes left. I mean, yeah. it was pretty late in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, they still had a 10-point lead with 6.30 to go uh, before the pass interference, you know, got the, got the Chiefs right on the, right on the doorstep so they could punch it in. I mean, it, was, it went fast. That thing turned around fast. Um, well, well, Doug, they got the ball back, the Chiefs, I think with a little under nine minutes after the Niners, after the pick, they go basically three and out, punt the ball to Mahomes. They were down 10 points with under nine minutes and score 14 points in about a six-minute span. And for as much as heat, everyone's blasting Kyle, and it feels like, does, has any head coach got a bigger pass for a blown lead in a game than Dan Quinn? It's like Kyle wasn't the head coach there. Now, I get he played a role in it, but this game, the, deep, the Niners' defense, they, they were probably the definitive unit of the season, definitely on defense, and you could put Lamar Jackson, that offense, right there with them. But this season, and they got back-to-back drives the entire field on them. With, with a, I get it's Mahomes, but he had not been, really been Mahomes. And uh, on the first drive where they scored to make it seven points, they're third and 15. This is, it's one thing if you give up a third and three or a third and six. Third and 15? Yeah. I mean, that, that, should be, uh, that should happen, I, I don't know, less than 5 8% of the time, if that. I mean, it should be a very, very low percentage. And they didn't just convert it. Tyreek Hill was wide, wide open. open. Wide, 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 that, wide that open. That was insanity. When Mahomes let it go, I thought, well, you just kind of got to let it rip in this situation. I respect it. And then you just see 10, who is just standing there by himself. I, I'm not Bill Parcells' defensive schematic guy, but something not right there. I get Jimmy Ward went the wrong way, but why is there not another defensive back in the vicinity? What's going on? Who cares about the underneath route? Everyone should be deep. I'm not a big prevent defense guy, but on third and fifteen, I got no problem doing prevent defense. I don't know That's why they don't, they don't. People don't more people don't do the wall that the the Chargers do, right? Yeah, like ex- exactly. Like why? I, I thought not- I thought I thought uh, Sally had a. I thought he had a bad day. I did. They they clearly were not prepared for the option. Right? In the first half, I mean, they scored on the option. They they got first downs on the option. They were not prepared to play. You got two weeks not prepared to play option football. And then wh- why is he playing man-to-man with Richard Sherman? And there were several times where Troy Aikman circled it, pointed it out, if you watch the broadcast, where he's like, there's your mismatch. Like, wait, he's, he's circling Richard Sherman against Damian Williams. You're like, yeah, because Richard Sherman can't cover in man-to-man. Everybody seems to know it except Richard Sherman. I think it's one of those where you overthink it. You know, it's just, just go with what got you to the dance. 
I mean, you guys run the cover three zone defense, and it works. If you put Richard Sherman on, even Sammy Watkins, who we can say he never lived up to being the fourth overall pick, still a pretty damn good player, and he can run. But one thing Richard can't do is just really run. So all those guys can fly. So if you get him in a situation man-to-man against anyone that could run, it doesn't even have to be a chief, just anyone in the league, he's going to be at somewhat of a disadvantage, especially with the rules now where you can't really mug him at the line like he once used to do. You know, the, the, that, that style of football is not really allowed to be played anymore. You do have to play on an island, and he thrives in zone because he's so smart, he's so long. But, yeah, that I agree. I think he got – when you take a step back, though, you go Robert Sala versus Andy Reid in the Super Bowl, just in in a vacuum. Right. It should be in this match, right? Yes, it absolutely should be. Um, okay, a couple others. Like, look, I thought Garoppolo on third down one time, uh, third and five. I mean, he just he didn't even look at Kittle, and Kittle's wide open. He missed Kittle several that times. That was bad. Yeah. And yeah, and then you know the throw to Sanders is the that's your championship moment, and it wasn't that it was tipped, it was dropped. They got their legs tangled. He wasn't close. He wasn't close. He wasn't in the vicinity, John, of Emmanuel Sanders. To me, I've watched every snap Jimmy Garoppolo takes as a Niner. Typically, Jimmy Garoppolo is not an overthrow guy. That's not, if anything, he's an underthrow guy on on a deep ball. So to me, that shows he is super kind of amped up and not in a great space because that pass, and he had a couple other ones that he, you know, behind guys that he was just off, to me, clearly. And he doesn't really show it on his face, but the jitters and just the the level of the pressure in that game clearly was high because you're right. He didn't just overthrow him. I mean, he would have airmailed Tyreek Hill on that pass. That, that thing was, that, that was way too far. And you only get so many shots in, in a game like that, and they clearly have, Kyle is a great, like during the week, they have because they, they don't right. really you, expl- you got explosives. You got explosive plays. Yeah, and they the Kittle one. Now that's a little on Kittle or whatever. But like they got their situation or they got their spots and they they had them, and it, they just didn't convert, especially on that one. It, Jimmy just wasn't that good. I mean, he was just to me, he was just kind of rattled all game. He just didn't look comfortable. Nope. And sometimes he he can be off and he's been off in moments but he usually kind of gets control of himself like kind of like Mahomes did now he's not as good as Mahomes but he just kind of takes a couple deep breaths they get kittle the ball a couple a couple times what i don't understand is how do you play in a super bowl and this i think you get up 20 to 10 and you take your foot off the pedal a little bit where if Jimmy was playing well and they were super aggressive instead of being 20 to 10 Doug it could have been 24 to 10 or yep. 28 to 10 yep. then all of a sudden the chief it's just a math game and once you get in the fourth quarter even if they score 14 straight points, they're still up. And I, I think they got conservative in the middle of the game because Kyle sees rattled Jimmy, and he goes, I can't trust him. And then ultimately when they finally flip the switch, the Jimmy's, you're just, you don't have, your lead's not as big as it should be because they were kind of kicking their ass the majority of the game. Yes, they were the, they were the better team. They, they, were, they were the better team except for a couple explosives. And then I thought, I thought, I thought Chris Jones' deflections were massive. Just massive, not just in the size of the man, but in the, in the, the importance of it. La- last thing, who's more likely to get back here? I'd have to be Andy and Mahomes. I mean, if you have the best quarterback in the league, you just you have the best shot. Now, I think the Niners are still going to be really good, and I, I, I'm not overreacting. Like, I, I, I've been around Andy. I viewed him as a high-level guy. He was going to win it eventually. Now he might win two or three with Mahomes. But I, we, 
Kyle's the same. Kyle's Andy Reid of 2002. He's really good. We saw him all season long do things that we just go, whoa, every game. And then when I see, oh, he can't win the big game. Well, he just he won the NFC Championship game. He could have won that thing by 40 points if Rodgers didn't hit a couple of prayers. It's the NFC Championship. He dominated. So I, I'm not writing off Kyle either. I, I think he's really, really special. It was just it was Andy's time. You know, 21 years in the making, 200-whatever-plus wins, all the playoff. It was just his time. And the, the Niners played a part in it. But I think both these two teams are kind of here to stay. Now, I would lean, I would rather have Mahomes yep. and, <laughs> over and, anything and, the Niners have. Yeah, and, the, the, Niners and, the, and the AFC is, it has, way is way worse way in terms worse. of quarterbacks as well. John, great stuff. Can't wait to hear the pod. Thanks so much for joining us. See you, Doug. Have a good one. John, uh, John Middlecoff. Three now is the podcast on the Herd Podcast Network. Are the 49ers committed to Jimmy G long-term? Find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express you breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet this is gonna be good that's the powerful backing of American Express see how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex, eligible American Express card required, benefits vary by card and by venue terms apply What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't supposed to be my my dad. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio. We call it Now. Make 2020 your year. You could start uh, your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Here's Skip Bayless on Jimmy G and his future with the Niners after yesterday's loss. I absolutely do not, and I've been staunch in this position from the start. I don't believe in him. I think deep down you don't really, really trust him when chips are down, playoff chips are down. The 49ers can cut Garoppolo and his huge contract just two years in and leave only $4.2 million in dead money on their cap. So they have an I escape know. hatch here <laughs> yeah. that they can take if they so choose because when they gave him his money, he was still wildly unproven. Right. We'd okay. seen little blips at New England that looked pretty good. And then he'd been hurt for the year, as you know. Yeah. So my point is... This is what I would do. They, they almost certainly won't do this, but this is what I would do. You get Brady. I, I would cut him, and I would sign Tom Brady for two more years. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. Tom Brady always wanted to be a Niner, grew up in the area. Tom Brady, here's the thing. I don't know if Tom Brady can get them to that point, because what's underrated about Garoppolo and these younger quarterbacks, Garoppolo has obviously hurt the knee. He's not a great athlete, but he's athletic to – that run game, you got to be athletic to get the ball back there to run the fakes, to run the boots and the rollouts. Now, Brady, for his age, is very athletic, but he's just not in his 20s anymore, and he's never a great athlete. So I do think that Garoppolo and some of the things, I don't know if they get to that game with Brady, but they win that game with Brady. Like, does anyone deny? And I don't think Brady has nearly the arm he used to have. But Brady makes that throw to Manuel Sanders. And it hits it on the money. How do I know? I saw it last year in the Super Bowl. Competitive greatness. Can you be great when greatness is called upon? And the answer for Tom Brady has been yes. Yes, yes, yes. They have a good offensive line. They have a good run game. Do they have good enough wide receivers? They continue. Debo Samuel is going to get better. Uh, they'll continue to add in the offseason. they got a great tight end. He's been waiting for a tight end. I don't think it's crazy. And I think this is what happens so often with teams that get to the Super Bowl is they convince themselves, no, no, we're fine there. Let's just let's just run it back. You know, you re-sign guys to big contracts because you got to the Super Bowl and you convince yourself that you're fine. Forgetting that the Packers are going to get better. They're young and they have a better quarterback. You know, the Rams are going to figure it out. The Seahawks are always going to have Russell Wilson. Like, the Giants and Eagles won't be down for long. Eagles were were hurt. You'd think the Cowboys would be better coached and execute better. Like, you kind of go through, like, Carolina, I don't know if they rebuild, but they may re-sign Cam and figure it out. Tampa seems close if they don't turn the football over. 
I mean, the Vikings, the Lions, all of these teams can be legit threats. I don't think that's a crazy idea. It's bold, but it might be fun. The problem is the money you save, you're going to end up having to spend more than you want for Brady. And then does he fit into a system he's never played in before, which he doesn't get a chance to determine what he wants to do at the line of scrimmage, which is what he's done. Chiefs won yesterday, but the 49ers lost. I'll explain why they both are true next to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Man, I hope you had a great day. Um, I'm going to get to the Super Bowl in a second. In a second. I I do want to talk about Friday night really quickly. Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio is brought to you by Farmers Insurance. Knows a thing or two about how to save a buck or two when you bundle home and auto. So visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, music, you headed home Friday night, right? You were on a plane after the show, correct? That is correct, Doug. So you missed this massive, massive thunderstorm. Massive thunderstorm. Which, here's how big it was. I was in my hotel room... I was I was in a, a bar at my hotel, and the Laker game was coming on with the pregame. Um, it was basically like a memorial for the helicopter crash victims, obviously Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant. And um, I, I was just like, I got to go upstairs. Because one, I wanted to hear it. I wanted to hear what was said. I wanted to soak it in. And two, it was super emotional. And, you know, like, I don't know, my bo- like a bunch of bosses are there and, I just, I didn't want to start bawling like a baby and not be able to hear everything in, in front of everybody else. So a um, couple things happened that night and I'll get to the, get to the speech and everything. One, thunderstorm was crazy, crazy. And there was a venue that Post Malone was performing at at 1 a.m., which sounds late. He's like, Post Malone, I'm getting text. Post Malone's going on at 1 a.m. Like, dude, I've been working all week and I got a game tomorrow. I'm tired. Turns out he went on at 3.30 in the morning. But he actually was at, there's a club, I forget what it's called, at the, at, right at the very tip of South Beach where it's like a, it's like a club and strip club combined. And apparently Snoop Dogg and 50 Cent performed at like 1.30 in the morning. Did you hear about, did you guys hear about it? This nuts. I had no, like I didn't go out. I wasn't there. I had friends that were there. There's nothing wrong with it. It's totally legal, you know, whatever. Um, but wow, it was, I didn't know Miami went like that. Like people always say like New Orleans is crazy. Miami's crazier and the weather's better. Uh, food is, you can't beat New Orleans food, but my food is really good. I thought Miami was a great, Host city. Great. Not good. Great. Three airports. Beachfront. Good weather. Diverse culture. Love of football. A lot of players from the area too. And when you're on South Beach, you're on Miami Beach, which is like an island, you're kind of secluded from the rest of the world. I liked all of that. Convention center could be worked on. And it was redone. It was just location. Anyway. Uh, Friday night... Like very few times have I cried watching TV, but I was bawling. And I thought LeBron was okay. You know, he did the whole like 
tear up my notes type of thing. But the emotion in that arena was unlike most anything I can remember. The last time I remember emotion like that was in Long Beach, California, when Hank Gathers had died in the WCC semifinals. I believe against Portland, which was Eric Spolster was on that Portland team. Hank Gathers led the country's junior year in scoring and rebounding. His senior year, he'd missed some with his heart condition. He dropped dead on the floor. In the first round game in the NCAA tournament, they took on New Mexico State. I was there. That's the most emotion I had ever seen in the arena until Friday night. And, you know, they, they had Usher sing. Um, did he sing Hallelujah or did he sing? I can't remember what he sang. And then they had a cellist play. And like the narration was provided by Kobe Bryant. And I mean, not a dry eye in the place. Oh, oh, wow. But my, my big takeaway is like LeBron and look, he won people over just grabbing the mic and being willing to put himself in that position and trying to embrace all that is Kobe and getting that tattoo there's a ton of pressure on him to win this year now. A ton. All right, let's get to the Super Bowl, shall we? The Kansas City Chiefs are champions. And, like, look, I didn't like a lot of the, some of the calls. I think George Kittle, that's not pass interference. Like, pass interference is, it's you know it when you see it. You know it when you see it. But I would challenge you that I don't think the Niner, the the Chiefs won it as much as the Niners lost it. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo was awful. Awful in the second half. They had to lead 20 to 10. You have to win that game. You have to move those chains. Was the play calling always great? No. Like, look, one of his passes to where Kittle was open, Chris Jones batted it down. You know, it just happens. Big man. Gets blocked in the line of scrimmage, sticks, sticks up two big paws, and he knocks it down. It's a great play made by a good player who I thought was their defensive MVP. But in missing the guys that are open, in not checking out of run plays where they got the Chiefs have like 10 guys within a stone's throw of the ball. And then you miss a it wasn't that he missed. It wasn't just that he missed the pass to the end zone to Emmanuel Sanders. That's not the big thing. He wasn't close. All right. He wasn't close. Now, maybe Emmanuel Sanders took it a little too wide. It's possible. So maybe it was a little shallow in terms of the post. But he had a step and you got to lay that ball up. Just so, so the only guy who can catch it, get his hands on it, is Emmanuel Sanders. Now look, Emmanuel Sanders has his hands on it and he drops it. Emmanuel Sanders gets interfered with or their feet get tangled. It wasn't close. But when you have the lead up 10 with the ball, 9.30 to go, and you, you don't score again, and you get boat raced, you give up 21 points in the last six minutes and 30 seconds of the game. Chiefs are good. Chiefs can score. But they didn't just win it. You had to lose it. And they did. Between not, 
you know, trying to shorten the game at the half. What are you doing, Kyle Shanahan? Like me and Ramos and Elijah and Dan Beyer, who's still in route back, we say, hey, call timeout here, minute 30 to go. Our opinion doesn't really matter. John Lynch is a Hall of Fame caliber football player. He's the general manager, and he's like, we're going to call timeout here? We're gonna we're gonna call a timeout here. We're gonna we're gonna call a time. We're gonna call a timeout here. Well, are we gonna call a timeout here? Kyle Shannon's like, look, you know, they had three timeouts. I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to get in the ball? Why are you worried about them? Score, get up seventeen, then you get the ball back to start the half. Oh, now they're down ten or down fourteen. That's a wrap. But Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo did not display the inner self-confidence to win that game. What made Kobe Bryant great was people talk about the bomb mentality and like we mistaken it for taking every shot. That wasn't what it was. It was the ability to believe that you're going to make every shot, to put in the work to take all those shots. Right? And when you don't believe in your player, your player is not going to believe in himself. Very few players have that kind of inner self-confidence, inner self-esteem. I read this quote to you about Kobe Bryant that Kobe Bryant had uh, Friday. I have self-doubt. I have insecurity. I have fear of failure. I have nights when I show up at the arena and I'm like, my back hurts, my feet hurt, my knees hurt. I don't have it. I just want to chill. We all have self-doubt. You don't deny it, but you also don't capitulate to it. You embrace it. Patrick Mahomes played well when he wasn't playing well. He didn't have a good game. You can give him the MVP if you want. Damian Williams was the MVP of that team. You know? Or Robert Sala, who you know left Richard Sherman on Sherman Island and he got toasted. Maybe that that's it. But Mahomes, the throw to Tyreek Hill, I, I could have thrown that ball. He was wide open. That was all Tyreek Hill, miscommunication, great route combination, and the fastest player in the NFL. He didn't play well, but he played good enough. He was great when greatness was called upon. That is competitive greatness. And Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have it. And his coach didn't believe in him, and so the player didn't believe in himself. That's coaching. That's performance. That's was performance anxiety. I don't know. But that, to me, was the story. I don't think the Chiefs simply won it. I think the Niners lost it. You can't have the ball and be dominating the game with 9.30 to go in the fourth quarter with a great pass rush and lose that game and never score again. Here's Kyle Shanahan on having a lead against the Chiefs. That's how that team is. The team doesn't just do it every single drive, um, but you know it's a matter of time. And, you know, they got a lot of plays. You know, we didn't convert those third downs there in the fourth quarter. And when you don't convert those third downs and you don't get an explosive run, um, you end up giving them too many chances. You end up giving up too many chances. Yeah, but that, that's, I, I get the too many chances, too many possessions. Eventually they're going to score. But you only had two possessions in the first half. And then you go turtle in a shell. You know you have to keep scoring. You know they're going to eventually figure it out. You know Tyreek Hill is going to beat you. You know, I, I don't know how you, on third and fifteen, how somebody gets it, gets that open. I don't get, I don't get it. But Kyle Shanahan kind of like you go conservative in the middle of the game. One, 
you don't create enough separation before Mahomes figures it out. And two, your own player doesn't believe in himself and the team doesn't believe in him. They start rolling their eyes. Whereas when Mahomes throws a pick and he was clearly rattled, that, that defense is nasty. That's why Aaron Rodgers looked like crap in the first half of the NFC Championship. They're like, man, Aaron Rodgers looked bad. Aaron Rodgers watched. No, the Niners pass rush is ferocious. Ferocious, fast, active, athletic, and they can get you with four. But there wasn't a rolling eye. There wasn't, no one jumped off the Mahomes train when he was struggling through three quarters. Whereas it only took a couple, two possessions for Kyle Shannon to go like, mm, well, we got to manage this Garoppolo thing. All right, coming up next, yesterday's Super Bowl was very bad news for one group of people in the NFL. I'll explain who those people are upcoming next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Want to give a shout out? No, not to my cousin Pookie. To Fox Sports Radio 1350, Riverside and San Bernardino. The IE, welcome into the Doug Gottlieb Show family. You can hit us up on Twitter at Gottlieb Show. You can call us 877-99 on Fox. Fun Super Bowl. Um, Fun Super Bowl. Okay. Real people are on Twitter, but just because you're on Twitter doesn't mean you're real people. I was awoken or awakened, which is it? I woke up to a non-troversy unlike any I had seen. Apparently, some people thought that Shakira and J-Lo should have honored Kobe Bryant at halftime. Even though the NFL honored all of the victims of the helicopter crash and Chris Dolman, who passed away last week before the game with both teams lining up. Okay, look. Just so we're just so we're fair, real people are not offended by the nickname Chiefs. They're just not. With a tomahawk chop, real people are not. Real Native Americans or American Indians are not really offended by it. Like, that's not the part of their culture that they don't want replicated. It's a gr- great great part of the warrior culture that try to protect their land that our forefathers, many of our forefathers, not mine, mine were still on the other side of the water, but many of your forefathers took from them. Real people are not offended by chiefs. Sorry, they're not. It's not a derogatory term. Never been a derogatory term. Sorry, they're not. Secondly, real people are not offended by the fact that Kobe and Gianna Bryant, as well as all the other victims, were not recognized at halftime. Third, Real people aren't offended by J-Lo, who's 50. 50. And Shakira, who's 43. I think Shakira at 43 is is the undersold, underrated part. Not because J-Lo was an amazing flipping around and doing the pole dancing. By the way, yes, Kansas basketball did it first. Last time I saw that, many, that much pole dancing. Anyway, they're both amazing. Both amazing. I couldn't, I don't, I don't like, I'm never going to download a Shakira song. Are you? Didn't know. I was like, I kind of recognize that one, but it fit Miami in the vibe and it was a show. Yeah, they shook their tail feathers. If you were offended by that, you joined the people who were offended by Kobe not being recognized by I'm offended by Chiefs. I'm offended by everything nation. We're just not. 
Just not. Bad news for you people who are offended by super inoffensive stuff. But I'll tell you, there actually is really bad news. It's for running backs. It's for running backs. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs had the league's leading rusher a year and a half ago. They had to get rid of him because of domestic violence. Then he played with the Cleveland Browns this year, right? Damian Williams had some great runs. Could have been their MVP, I thought. How much money do you think Damian Williams makes? I was looking this up uh, during one of the breaks. How, you want to you take, take a guess there, um, Ryan Music? Well, I know he wasn't like a top draft pick or anything, so I'm guessing he's got to be somewhere in the... Well, he was kicked out of Oklahoma. Um, okay. So, yeah, you want to... Wanna... Uh, I'm guessing he's got to be somewhere in the like four to 500,000 range. Damian Williams is in his fifth year in the National Football League. This year, his base salary was 1.8, signing bonus 5533. He made his cap hit is 2.8. He made 2.3 million dollars this year. 2.3. Um, the re- the the Niners kid who was great, uh, Mozart. I mean, he had 700 yards rushing at Purdue. He's making a couple hundred grand. <laughs> now, it doesn't mean that you can go cheap all the time on running backs, right? Like there is a value to the Ezekiel Elliott's of the world where you can play him on three downs. And there's a, there's probably a belief there that like most are missed a little bit in pass pro, you know, like what makes Ezekiel Elliott great is he's great in pass. He's great on all three downs, all three phases, running, catching and pass protection. But why would you spend 10 to 12 to 14 million when you can spend 2.3 and you can have a bunch of different running backs. And you can get a Debo Samuel, who's a second-round pick as a wide receiver, who's your second-best running back running end-arounds. Yesterday was really, really bad for I'm constantly offended people because most people thought it was a great show, halftime show. Like, I, I don't... you know, I only The only thing I thought was, like, how come Ja Rule isn't... Why isn't Ja Rule here? Right. Nah, I mean, right? Like I was waiting for Ja Rule to pop up like, hey, Ja Rule! But no Ja Rule. That's the only thing, but I was like offended by it. I'm like, I'm kind of over the Jennifer Lopez thing. But then I'm watching it like, that was a hell of a show. You know, for like 15 minutes, nonstop action. None of the songs I particularly care about. I still like Jenny from the block. bum 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 by the way, she is not still Jane from the block. You cannot be worth hundreds of millions of dollars being a be a silver a a, a star on the, on the big screen, perform at halftime, engage to Alex Rodriguez, who's worth like a billion dollars, be like, oh no, no, I'm still Jenny from the block. Yeah. It's a good song. It's catchy. But no one is no real person is offended by it. These are just people that exist on social media simply because they hate everything. Bad day for I'm offended by everything, people. Worst day, real bad day for running backs out there like uh, Melvin Gordon. 
why would I spend 10, 12 million dollars on Melvin Gordon when I can get somebody who's just as good for two million dollars? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in the, uh, one of the biggest Jews alive. Uh, Jeff Schwartz joins us. He's a former offensive lineman. Make sure to check out Jeff Schwartz's Smarter Than You podcast. I, I thoroughly enjoyed my lunch with him at a very average spot. Like, you wrote a book about cooking and then you took me to a place like, oh, I got a good taco place across my hotel. It was called like Taco Taco. They had a DJ going at like noon, but the food was <laughs> super, super average. I was kind of disappointed, Schwartz. I thought you were taking me to some foodie spot. I'm not sure I said it was a good taco place. I said it was a taco place, and we got our food in 15 minutes, and we made it back to work on time. So I feel like that was a successful no, uh, venture no. to get some food. No, we should have gone to Joe and the Juice. Joe and the Juice was solid. Music, did you like Joe and the Juice when I brought you that sandwich? That was a very good sandwich. There you go. That's what we. That's 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 how we roll. Nonetheless, you're still in good with I us. do want to say thanks to Jeff, though, because you have a tendency to not necessarily always keep good track of time. So Jeff taking you to a quick place to get you back on the show. Thank you very much, Jeff. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad to go about. Uh, well, I, I made sure to wrap up kind of quickly there. Anyway, uh, Schwartzy's joining us. Uh, first, congrats to your brother. Um, but I, I thought I thought the Niners had him. They had him right where they wanted him. They had Mahomes rattled. They had the ball up 10. And I, I, I you know, I thought Kyle Shanahan could have called a little bit better game, but I thought Garoppolo pooped the bed. I really do. I don't disagree. I mean, I think when you look back at this game, I have not watched it back yet. I've been recovering today. It was a long night, and I'm really happy for my brother, for the Chiefs, and for the Chiefs fans. Um, there's plenty of video evidence out there that Jimmy G just messed up. When you look at the at the Sanders overthrow in third down, I was sitting right kind of at the 20-yard line. I saw Sanders break free, and I saw the ball floating over, and it looked from my angle that it wasn't very close. The Sanders wasn't was not open. Was, was not close. Very, was not close. He was and he was, but he was very open. Like, I didn't realize yes. that until I watched you know, on Twitter. Inspector after, Gadget could Inspector Gadget could not have caught that ball with Go Go Gadget yeah. arms. And there's another player on third down showing Kittle breaking free, wide open. Um, and so little stuff like that, you, you feel like he's got to be better, right? I mean, those are throws that he's made before, and those are throws that you want to win a Super Bowl, you have to make. And, and look, the Niners did exactly what I kind of thought they would do for most of the game, which is rattle the Chiefs' offensive line. Not my brother, by the way, who was quite outstanding. Um, and kind of, I didn't think Mahomes would play as bad, but it felt like Mahomes early in the game was mindful of the pressure that the Niners could bring, and kind of it, it threw him off a little bit. And then finally, they finally hit Hill. I mean, they, were, they waited all game for an opportunity to, to go deep. They finally got one. They, they basically got one. They got one all game. The Watkins play is not really a deep pass. I mean, it is, uh, but it's not like a play designed to go deep like that. And the Niners had him right where they wanted him, and they just couldn't close the deal. And Shanahan, again, is going to get blamed for it. Yeah, um, there's a bunch to it. How much do you think um, going kind of turtle offense there and going back into your shell at the end of the first half, not calling a timeout? And I know you were at the game, you couldn't see that, uh, that John Lynch was up in the box signaling timeout. They didn't call a timeout, and then they run the football like, let's just get out of here alive. Uh, how much of that lack of confidence in Garoppolo do you think do you, do you think played into the fact that 
he didn't play well in the fourth quarter? Well, I don't play into that fact, but definitely set a, a tone. I, I know Shanahan said after the game that he did that. He didn't want Mahomes to get the ball back. But look, you got to think if you are a competent offense and you have a quarterback that you trust to lead a two minute drill, it doesn't matter who the other quarterback is. And then, by the way, he comes out, run the ball twice, the Chiefs call timeout, and then they hit the back of the backfield on zero pressure. Great job. Get a long game. And obviously, Kittle gets uh, that was a really a questionable OPI call, in my opinion. Um, but then you're all the way. <coughs> down at the end of the field with like no time with no time on the clock and two timeouts left. Like it was just so silly. Go it's a Super Bowl, man. You gotta go make plays. You have to have trust in your system and your quarterback to get it done. It, it clearly showed, in my opinion, that he didn't. And even Andy Reid too, he treated that situation a little bit weird. Um and the thing about Pat Mahomes, which is so incredible in my opinion, is he kind of makes everything right. Like the second half of that game so the Chiefs were, got really conservative on second down. They did some really weird things. They ran the ball a bunch on second and long. It didn't, didn't work out. Um, but in the end, Pat made enough plays. And just like we saw the last three games they played, um, they did just enough to score a ton of points. Uh, Jeff Schwartz joining us on the Doug Gottlieb <laughs> Show. He, man, you got the South Beach flu for real, right? Uh, man, it's been uh, – I don't drink, so that's not the issue. It's just sleep. Like I just we last night yeah. the Chiefs um, party was floor with Flo Rider and Pitbull. It was a long night. It was fun. Did you go on Friday night? Did you stay up for post Malona that went to three thirty three a.m. or or did, were you? <laughs> Friday night was the hurricane that came through, and my wife and I were at the barstool party, and we walked four or five blocks in a torrential downpour to get far enough away. So we can get an Uber because Ubers couldn't get there really. And so we walked in this downport. We found a parking garage. We hid in the parking garage. The Uber came and picked us up. We actually took most of our clothes off. Like I sat shirtless in the car so I didn't get the car that wet. She took her pants off. We just sat in the Uber and drove home. And the guy was totally chill about it. It was awesome. I want video. I've seen a lot of pictures of you. I do not see any pictures on social media of that. Uh, I think my wife has a picture or two on her phone. Maybe, maybe she'll pull it out for me. Jeff Schwartz joining us, the Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You podcast. How I said this that I think I think it's gonna be really hard for Garoppolo and Shanahan. Like you can say all you want. No, no, we believe in him, we believe in him, we believe in him. But the proof is in the pudding, and he didn't play well. Uh we we're trying to figure out why teams that lose in the Super Bowl struggle to get back to that level, with the exception obviously of the Patriots. I mean, look at the Eagles. Uh, well, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, excuse me, the the Rams, the Falcons. I mean, the drop-off is, it can be massive. Seahawks didn't recover from from their loss to the Patriots for a couple of years. Um, well, how how hard do you think it's going to be rec- to recover for the Niners? I think it's hard, like you mentioned, for every team outside of New England because every year your team tra- you know, changes drastically. For example, you know, Joe Staley, the, the long-time left tackle who's a stalwart, who's amazing, you know, he might be the end of his career. Richard Sherman is another team leader. You know, and he's going to obviously play next year, but, um, you know, he, you saw eventually the speed of, of the Niners, I um, mean, you know, the Chiefs got to him, right? I mean, things change each year. The Seahawks are in their division. The Cardinals are getting better. The Rams are still good. And so it's just hard to repeat each every even the Chiefs side. I know the Chiefs have Mahomes. They're going to pay him whatever he wants. And whatever he wants is going to mean that, you know, they're, just, they're going to lose a couple of players. They can't pay everyone. They can't probably have, Chris Jones and Watkins and and their, all their linebackers and Pat Mahomes and the right tackle, the left tackle, the right guard—all these guys are paid. They can't afford everyone. They, you know, Kelsey needs a deal, so you're, you're just your talent 
gets gets depleted as more guys become superstars and have to get paid. So that to me is the biggest concern. You're just not the same team each and every year. Jeff Schwartz is joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, would Mahomes be your MVP if you had a vote, or would you go Jones, or would you go Damian Williams? Well, you know, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think, I think Nick Bosa could definitely be considered. I know they didn't win the game, but, man, he was unbelievable in this game. Uh, it might get lost because the Niners lost. Oh, my God, he was great. He's unbe- um, He's so good. He's so freaking good. He's And, and, I've, and I, I, I said, here's what's crazy about it, right? Had Garoppolo not gotten hurt, who are the two guys they got early in the first, early in the second? Um, Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel. Th- those were arguably their two best players during yeah. the game. Yeah. I mean, Bosa was great. Um, I think, look, I, I, Chris Jones was great. Um, he had the sack and the forced the interception. Um, after that, he was less quiet. He was quiet in the passing because they doubled him every single play. Um, he, had, he had the big tip as well. Um, I think Pat is the MVP because... He's the engine of this team, man. I mean, they are so confident at all times because of Pat, because they know that Pat does not get down. He doesn't get frustrated with himself. He brings it each and every drive. And when you have a guy that can make everything right like Pat, if you, you play with less fear of failure and fear of mistakes because you know if you do make a mistake, Pat will get you right. And eventually that, that kind of idea runs out, right? You want your team to be good and, and make plays on their own. But Pat is that guy. I mean, he deserves the MVP for being just the best player on the planet. And, yeah, he, he made some bad plays in the game. He was a little off, I'd say, for three quarters. But in the end, man, he is clearly the best player on the field. I think outside of Bosa, I tell you guys, Bosa, I mean, we, we saw it. I saw it from the stands. I can't wait to watch this game. He played so well, but I, I Mahomes to me feels pretty easy. Yeah, I watched the game. You can watch on NFL Network. They've been replaying it all day. Schwartz, uh, get some sleep. I'm telling you, when I get back, I'm, I'm just, I've been sleeping like a like a baby. Anyway, awesome <laughs> stuff. Uh, great to hang with you, and we'll talk soon. All right, take care, bud. Jeff Schwartz, smarter than you podcast. Jeff Schwartz, maybe the biggest you alive. Him and his brother. It's possible. Possible. Um. All right, we got a lot to get to here. We got the press? Sweet. Sweet. Wait to hear who could be available via trade in the NBA. Plus, one member of the 49ers didn't appreciate some of the questions after the game. Find out who, but you can probably guess. Next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on Fox Sports Radio. I mean, a living in living colors like my childhood. She was on Living Color. That's early nineties. It's two thousand twenty, right? She used she was on Oprah a long time ago. Jenny from the Block. What year was that? What do you think? Take take a guess, Ramos. Ninety five. Uh, I think it was. No, it was later than that. Later than that. I okay. I think it was later than that. I remember that a little bit later. What, what do you think there, uh, Ryan? Music. I, yeah, I'm going to go more like 2000, 2001. Hmm. Um, Jenny from the block was recorded in 2002. Oh, yes. 2002. Good job, Ryan. Well, I mean, if music remembers it, it has to be post-2000, right? <laughs> Born in 99, Doug. Woo! Let's get to the press. The press. Oh, my God. Jeff Schwartz just posted something. He looks like hell. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, that is a big man. Anyway, 
Well, what do you got there, Isaac? Well, Doug, one of the most talked about plays that wasn't in last night's Super Bowl 54. 140 left in the fourth quarter. 49ers down 24-20. to Emmanuel Sanders open for a potential game-winning touchdown pass. Jimmy Garoppolo overthrows him. And after the game, Emmanuel Sanders with reporters was, as Al Gore might put it, a little snippy. So here's the exchange, and the problem is he said it in such a soft voice, we can't really play it for you, so I will do a dramatic reenactment. So the reporter was asked what the route was on the play, and Sanders replied, what do you think it was? What route do you think it was? What did it look like? What did it look like? What route do you think it looked like? The reporter then asked, was it a post route? Sanders answered sarcastically, yeah, it was a post route. He was then asked how close he was to catching it, and he didn't appreciate that one as well, responding, how close do you think I was? That's a dumb question. What the hell's the matter with Emmanuel Sanders? It wasn't even his fault, too. Shades of Cam Newton after Super Bowl 50, perhaps. Yeah, it was. I mean, Cam Newton was that. a jerk after it, too. Like, look, I, I understand you're emotional. You're like, man, I was open, and the dude missed me, and it wasn't close. But you're right. Like, And I don't know how the question was asked, because I didn't hear the sound. But I'm, no one thought it was his fault. On the other hand, he might not have. He might have run the route, a, you know, sold the corner route a little bit too much, and 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 that's why he wasn't where he might have supposed to been. So maybe that's why. But he also could have said that, "Hey, look, man, people are going to be on Jimmy. That was on me." I, you just come across as such a turd, dude. Sorry. What are you doing? Sorry. These these guys that get defensive, like it's not the end. We don't think it's the end of the world. Even Jimmy Garoppolo, like, I don't think he played well. It's not the end of the world. He got to the Super Bowl. He's 28 years old. He's got a lot of money. He'll get more opportunity. He'll get more yeah. opportunities, at least in the playoffs. Like, what? What? what is a defense? I don't understand the defensive nature to it. Just spit out a couple of cliches, and then they'll move Good Lord on. willing, things will work out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, USA Today, for the 32nd consecutive year, posted its Super Bowl ad meter, tracking public opinion about each Super Bowl commercial, and the number one ad in Super Bowl 54 was Groundhog Day by Jeep. That was the top rated of all the Super Bowl commercials with Bill Murray. Everybody likes Bill Murray. Can't go wrong with him. Can't go wrong with him. By the way, uh, he did not see his own shadow, right? So early spring. Looking forward to it. Which doesn't really matter to us. (laughs) It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It's going to be 70 and sunny most days. Exactly. Especially where we are. That's Meanwhile, I, I don't care about anybody else, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, it was quite w- quite windy today. So oh, we were, windy. It was kind of breezy. It was we, like 65 degrees. We, so we had to we, put on a, on a parka. How, did we, how, how do we go on? Somehow. I don't know. We will recover. Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston reporting on it's the potential Boston. future of... Tom Brady with the New England Patriots saying that while Robert Kraft would not force Brady to stay under a franchise tag, he will not intercede if Bill Belichick concludes that moving on from Brady is the best course of action. Whoa. So, Brady to Niners or Brady to Raiders? In other other words, he's like, look, I'm kind of washing my hands of this thing. Kind of washing my hands of this thing. I don't know. We'll see. I say Brady to the Chargers, but we'll see. I don't think he has the Chargers, but maybe. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Oh, he's got dudes. He might want to block for him. We'll see. That's a good point. 
And finally, in the NBA, Jabari Young of CNBC reports that Houston Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta. I had a Tillman Fertitta for breakfast this morning. Those are delicious, those Tillman Fertittas. Tillman Fertitta wants to reduce the team's $140 million payroll to get under the luxury tax threshold. An anonymous Western Conference executive told CNBC he's got a new owner now, he being Daryl Morey. This isn't the old days with Leslie Alexander, he's with Fertitta now, who counts every penny. It's a new world there. So why do you buy the team for $2 billion? (laughs) You wonder. You wonder why that is. And by the way, since when does CNBC get into the uh, breaking Uh, sports news game? Jabari Young, he does a lot lot of hoop stuff, though. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it used to be based in San Antonio, if I'm mistaken, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Let me explain something, though, about this Tillman Furtada Fertitta thing. No, I'm kidding. He's actually a super nice guy. We've had him on as his own book. He Morton Steakhouse is he's a he's a restaurateur. Anyway, uh, and the, you know, they were the UFC people, they sold their UFC thing. They print money. But here's the difference, okay? The old guard paid nothing for the teams, and so they can lose money. It doesn't matter. Paid luxury tax, who cares? You're sitting on a two billion dollar property. The new guard paid $2 billion and it's like, well, you know, you just sell the team. Like, no, he just bought the team. He doesn't want to lose money on a team he just overpaid for. You understand? Plus, he want, he, he wants to win and they're not winning. If they were winning, they're the best team in the, in the Western Conference. That wouldn't happen. Congratulations to Kansas City. Please, Chiefs fans, don't become obnoxious. Too late. It's Doug Gottlieb Show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap because you're an american express platinum guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through amex travel which means a 4 p.m checkout and those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.